Hi, and welcome. This is Politics with Tony. I'm obviously Tony. Uh, I am back out in the wonderful Politics with Tony studios, the nice frigid air of uh, my two-car garage. It's fabulous out here. And yes, today I have a beer. It's this. It's a Boston lager again. If this is the first time you're listening to my podcast, usually I have a beer while I'm doing them, and I even talk about the beer. Uh, I haven't gotten a new one in a while. Been too busy to travel for a new one. Around here, you can't just get you know, different, like, craft beers or anything, you're kind of stuck with the normal, like, Bush Light, Miller Light, Bud Light. Not the biggest fan of those. Not saying that they're trash or anything, but just, in my opinion, they, they're just not good. So, the Boston Lager at it again. Here's, here's, uh, here's to that. Oh, yeah. All right. So, as I've stated before in some of my previous podcasts, I am doing my best to cover every day of the impeachment that I can. Of course, yesterday... I was a little busy, uh, but today uh, I'm going to go ahead and just group everything together, everything I've heard the last two days into this podcast. Um, most of it, if you haven't noticed, is it seems like sort of a, a partisan you know, podcast, and in, in a way it is. Uh, a lot of the things that I'm seeing and hearing, I, 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 I pay attention to a lot of the words that are being said and uh, uh, the usage of the words. Uh, the information that's being given, and right now it's all Democrats, because currently what it is, so the, the, the way this is going, there's 24 hours that the Democrats have to present their case. Now, that's not all at once, obviously. It's been over three days, the course of three days. Currently, they're, sta- they're still uh, in session doing that right now. Um, starting tomorrow, which is Saturday, uh, about, I think it's 10 a.m. Eastern, they're going to start with the Republican side. Uh, so we'll get 24 hours for the Republicans. Uh, and then after that, it is a sort of a senator write-in uh, question time frame where it's 16 hours of questions. Uh, senators uh, will have a chance to ask some of the questions, I think, via uh, write-in. And they'll be able to ask some of the pertinent questions they have. After that, it's sort of putting to the vote if they want to put more witnesses and testimonies in uh, into this trial. So I guess we'll see how that goes. So uh, while I track all this, if, if, you've, if you've heard some of my other podcasts, you hear me talk uh, about current events. So I want to start with those, a little bit simpler. Uh, a few of them, the big one right now in my mind, the coronavirus. Uh, you've been probably seeing that pop up on some, you know, uh, news outlets. Uh, so as of right now, uh, the, the coronavirus has over, there's over 700 cases of it, most of which are in China. That's where the problem has really begun. Uh, that's a big jump from the last few days. <laughs> 540 cases of it, what, yesterday? Now there's already 700 more, or not 700 more, excuse me. What is that, 160 more? So that's a lot extra. Uh, four of them now popped up in Australia. Uh, we still only have one in the U.S. as far as I understand. And now the death toll uh, has jumped to 27 uh, from 17, as what I remember reported yesterday morning. Not looking great. Of course, CDC and everybody still trying to figure out what this uh, what this virus is. They're having such a problem in China that there's actually people, like bodies, that are still in like the hallways just laying there because they don't know where to put all these people. This is just, it's getting out of hand for them. Uh, they're also running out of, apparently running out of face masks and uh, hand sanitizer in China. Holy cow. <laughs> so does that mean that uh, they're, they're, they're going to go through us for trade and... <laughs> Not to make not to make a joke out of the situation. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> with what happened recently with the uh, the phase one deal, everybody's complaining about that. Well, hey, hey, we got we got face masks. We 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 have uh, 
We have hand sanitizer. <laughs> anyway, so that's getting really ugly, and I'm hoping that this is figured out soon, because as fast as this is moving, it's, it's, it's kind of scary. Uh, on to uh, another piece. Trump uh, recently signed a bill keeping pregnant immigrants from entering the U.S., uh, of course, you know, the left is very pissed off about that. Um, one of the arguments that I had seen is that he's uh, the, he's demonize, demonizing pregnancy. He says that it, they're saying that he doesn't think it's special anymore, that these are sensitive women and all this. And I had to laugh because if that's being said, then you're, 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 you're sort of playing on the idea that abortion is wrong <laughs> because it, according to them, uh, uh, pregnancy isn't special, you know, it's nothing special, they can just get rid of it as they want, like, so why, why is it now suddenly a bad thing, you know, that these, these, these women are coming over here that are pregnant, and having, having these kids here, and then that forcing, you know, both the parents, if it's both, and the child to stay in the country, so, I, personally, I like the idea, the argument that, like, like I said, I keep seeing is that, A, he's demonizing pregnancy, and, he doesn't care about the children. Well, hold on. <laughs> the same people saying he doesn't care about the kids are the same ones that advocate abortion. So mm, that argument's getting a little weird. I think it's a smart move. Uh, they they gave it a title, some some type of tourism, uh, and and it does make sense. I think it's wrong. So I guess we'll see what comes of that as of now. Uh, also, and this this touches on the 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 impeachment. Uh, CBS News reported. That somebody, now they're not saying which side, somebody, Republican or Democrat, is going around telling the senators that if they vote against Trump, if they, 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 they vote to, you know, convict him, uh, their head will be on a pike, are the words. Hmm. So, we don't, we've never heard of any, any government official in some way, shape, or form, possibly threatening another government official. Like, that, apparently it's just brand new. Now, that's why I had to say it, because there was no, there is no uh, side uh, that they can identify as doing this. So I think it's kind of funny. Of course, people would assume it would be Republican. Um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, uh, Christ, it's CBS, so they could have probably heard uh, somebody saying that to, to a senator as they're walking out, some random citizen, and went, yep, oh, see, what's happening. I don't really have a whole lot of trust in our mainstream media, CBS being one of them. So I don't really care <laughs> that they're saying that. I mean, really, it's 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 silly. I don't know. Anyway, that's sort of the sort of the gist of um, some of the some of the current events. So let's. Let, I want to just dive into this this, uh, this impeachment. So the last few days have been very interesting. Again, uh, 24 hours of of Democrat talking points. Uh, basically, they're trying to present their case through the last 24 hours. It's about hour what 21. Yeah. Now, obviously, like I said, it wasn't straight 24 hours. It was, you know, chunks and pieces over the last three days. And as I listen, I catch a lot of things that have been very confusing to me. Um, wow. So, okay, let, let, I want to go with Schiff because Schiff is the main, he is, he's like the lead, he's the lead manager for the house. Uh, so he's like the lead prosecutor, I guess. Uh, and you would think he's got his Schiff in order. <laughs> I, I, I totally did that. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, I'm done. Yeah, he, you would think he has a lot of this in order, but again, I, I some of the things that he is saying makes n n nearly no sense at all. Uh, first, he still thinks that Congress subpoenas are legally binding to the executive. Constantly saying that, like you, you can't, you know, he's like that's a lawful. He, he's not above 
Congress. Well, Congress isn't above the executive. So why, why is that something he's missing? I understand the power of impeachment comes from him, but, but if they really wanted this process to go legally, like he thinks it has, they needed to take this, these subpoenas to the judicial branch and get it adjudicated. So that way it is legally binding, but he didn't. In fact, many times it was shown that some of these people that they were subpoenaing that did want to, that got the subpoenas, excuse me, I'm not even sure if that's a word, subpoenaing, maybe like dashing, I don't know, dashing, Jesus, I'm terrible at this tonight, guys, I'm sorry. Um, it's been shown a few times that, that they did send subpoenas to certain people and those people said, well, I'm going to go to the Supreme Court and get this adjudicated or whatever. And the Democrats backed off saying, no, no, never mind. We don't, we don't, we'll, we'll retract our subpoena. It's almost like they just, they don't want it legal. They, I, I, I can assume a lot of stuff about that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm, I know what it looks like to me. Um, I'd like to just see that come to light some more, but that's just, I don't know. It's just confusing. He, he says that another thing that happened. Okay. So, um, now I'm going to jump over to Hakeem Jeffries who was the one that kind of pointed this out today. And this is the one that kind of got me. Actually, excuse me. Let me back up. That It wasn't Hakeem. It was it was uh, Jason Crow, the Democrat out of Colorado that's part of the, the, the House management. He said that the Republic, he's, he was talking about the Republicans' uh, time to speak. He's like, they will probably cherry pick information and audio and, and play it as they, you know, as they see fit. <laughs> okay. So then... Uh, let's go back. So Schiff earlier, I think it was the, the day before, literally cherry picked audio of Sondland saying he guessed it was a quid pro quo. He, he, it was his sort of assumption that it was quid pro quo. He said, he said that if it's, it seemed like that, and my answer was yes. Later when he was questioned, and I believe it was Nunez, it may have been Ratcliffe, not sure. Later when he was questioned, uh, uh, you know, what did Trump say about it? And he said, I want no quid pro quo. He even, he even admitted that it was a presumption. And yet here it is, Sondland, or Sondland, excuse me, Sher, uh, Schiff cherry picking the audio say, of him saying it was quid pro quo out of his, basically just his, his initial testimony. Wow. Are you kidding me? So you guys are not okay with the Republicans cherry picking. And yet I, I, the few cases I've shown where they do that, they're p- cherry picking audio like, him saying that he can do whatever he wants as per Article 2. Well, yeah, that was in light of the Mueller investigation. Uh, something that I pointed at a couple of days ago or a couple podcasts ago, I guess, where people would start getting mad that Trump isn't, you know, he doesn't support the Second Amendment because he said, you know, take the weapons first, do process later. Even though he was referring to mental ill, mentally ill individuals trying to buy weapons or, try, or that have weapons. <laughs> this is what I'm, this is the problem I'm seeing is there's, there, there's, too much of the cherry picking on one side, but then they're getting upset about other people possibly doing it. Not sure where you get that from, but whatever. Uh, let's see. I want to stick with Schiff for a minute because he did quite a bit of that stuff. Uh, one of the, one of Schiff's point of arguments uh, is that lethal aid um, was held uh, to prolong the the uh, the war with Russia. That he thinks that that's, or he was assuming that that is the case. It was held to kind of lengthen the time uh, that Ukraine and Russia were at war. Okay, fine. But they're upset that he didn't send lethal aid fast enough. Yet, Obama, because all of this, I'm sorry, but all of this uh, 
<laughs> all of this Ukraine-Russia war crap started with the Obama administration. And Obama never sent any lethal aid. The things that he sent were for defense. Not lethal. It was not meant to help fight. Uh, one of the, what was it, night vision goggles was one of the things he sent. Cool, so you can see better. You can you can see the bullets coming at you instead of feel them. <laughs> I don't know. That's my best guess. I'm not really sure what that's about, but whatever. So the, that was just confusing, okay? And he's not the only one that's doing this stupid crap. Uh, uh, another thing about Jason Crow. Um, he said that Zelensky said no pressure was irrelevant. He literally said that Zelensky saying that there was no pressure was completely irrelevant. <sighs> While saying Trump tried to f still force the announcement, he still tried to force Zelensky to announce uh, uh, the, the investigation. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that even though Zelensky saying that there was no pressure, you still assume that he was forcing it or, or that Trump was trying to force it onto Zelensky. What are you talking about? You literally, it was all in like one sentence. That just tells me that the guy doesn't know what he's talking about at all. How did you not proofread what you wrote? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm sitting here stuttering, trying to decipher some of my notes because I scribble them real fast. But even I noticed that crap. Are you kidding? Oh, God. Um, now, all, this is kind of funny. Uh, one of the things I noticed that the Democrats, they continuously say things like there is no other, there is no real good reason to withhold the aid. There was no other reason to withhold aid. They don't think that there was just a good reason at all. They, they think that they don't think that Trump had a reason and therefore they can assume what they want. Yet they consistently talk about getting the full picture of what happened by having more witnesses and more testimonies. If you, if, if we all don't have the full like the full uh, view of what's happening or what had happened, how do they, because even they admitted that they don't know some of the witnesses and some of the testimonies that are going to be said. They had said this. Schiff had said this. Nadler said it. They've all said it. So now suddenly they're just assuming that there was no other reason to withhold the aid. Are you, uh, do you guys not hear yourselves? I'm, I'm wondering if that they just like talking to talk. I swear. <laughs> Because I mean, that's the most obvious thing I saw. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, Dems. Uh, they, okay, so another thing that they did, and this is just more of this hypocritical shit that I keep seeing from the Democrats. They were calling CrowdStrike, the CrowdStrike issue debunked. They say it's just, it's fake, it's debunked, it was, it was proven wrong. But yet, they'll refute almost any Republican claim of a conspiracy that's debunked. Um, any single time I've heard uh, a d Democrat say that this may have happened, like for instance, the Russian collusion, that's the big one. They still think that he did it, even though it's been shown numerous times that he did not. They're still all about it, thinking that Trump and Putin are buddies, even though it's proven that they aren't. So I'm kind of confused. How is it that they can say that what we think is right is debunked, but they can't... We can't Hang on a minute, I'm so sorry. Alright, sorry about that. That, <laughs> well, I've said it before, I have a pretty crappy phone. So of course it doesn't just hide the call when I get it, it's letting me know right when I'm trying to record something. <laughs> so, uh, I apologize for that. So I'm back. Uh, I just want to go ahead and continue here. We're just basically, I'm kind of covering some of the weird things that I've been hearing, some of the hypocritical things I've been hearing from the left. Uh, I kind of want to jump around a little bit here from some of the different senators uh, that I've heard 
the Democratic senators and the things that they've been saying and the confusion that I have with some of them. Uh, for instance, Senator Hirono, 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 I'm probably screwing that up. Uh, uh, she, uh, yeah, Democrat, I believe out of, what was it? Hawaii? No, I'm, I'm going to screw that up. So I'm not even going to say it. But she was saying that Republicans, they only ever attack the Democrats. What in the hell? So you're telling me that the Democrats don't ever attack the Republicans? Not at, no, not at all. Which is a constant, well, if they don't go this way, they're, they're against the country. If they don't go this way, then, then they, they've not fulfilled their constitutional duty. They're constantly assuming every single thing I can about the Republicans while also being kind of, you know, belittling. It's, it's sad to me. I'm not going to say that the Republicans are perfect through this. I'm not. But I got to say that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of a silly thing to say. Uh, so Nadler was calling the uh, calling it a smear campaign against Biden. He called it a smear campaign. Now, I sort of talked uh, about this where it's a smear campaign if somebody's digging up dirt like, you know, the fact that you may have posted something sort of weird or off-putting, you know, like two or three or four years ago, or it's a smear campaign if you're found that you used to go to a fucking KKK rally, it, you know what I mean, which isn't really illegal, it's, I mean, nobody likes it, of course, but it isn't technically illegal, a lot of these things are smear campaigns, what Trump was doing, now here's my thought process, okay, the idea is in 2016, our election was meddled with. It was meddled with by either Russians or Ukrainians, something like that. Now, we're, we're, of course, we're all like, well, wait a minute. You know, uh, it was, you know, the Bidens or Hillary or not, anything like that. Okay, look, I don't have some irrefutable proof of either or any. I don't. I know that we have read, we have heard a lot of testimonies uh, uh, in the past about some things. And there has been things come up in investigations that has made this kind of, that's why it's to light, you know. But... If it is found, let's say it is found that Biden did somehow, that Joe Biden did somehow or another meddle in the 2016 election, or for that matter, Hillary Clinton. If that's the case, let's think about this. The voting rights of the American citizens is 100% covered and completely protected by the Constitution, completely. Since that's the case, uh, uh, the president is pretty much the guy in this, in this country that's supposed to be protecting our rights as citizens. He is doing his duty. So them sitting here saying it's a smear campaign, well, what if it was found that, that the Biden did mess around in the 2016 election? That's literally illegal. And literally every single thing that he was doing as far as investigation is completely founded. It's already founded on the idea that he was just trying to make sure that, because, I mean, right there was in audio, you know, Joe Biden saying that, you know, he said, I'm not going to give you this money unless you fire that prosecutor. And that's, I mean, that's like literal verbal quid pro quo. There's no getting around that. But, you know, hey, and Hunter Biden with his $50,000 a month from Burisma. I laugh because he has no prior experience in the area of energy whatsoever, let alone an oil company. I mean, damn. But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see how that... I just don't see how he can say it's a smear campaign when it is actually possible legal issue. He wasn't looking for dirt. Dirt would be he's talking to his grandma about some nasty things he may have said when he was 16 or some shit. You know what I mean? Like that's what that is. This is a little 
higher up than a smear campaign. So I, I don't know. Taking a drink real quick, gotta do it. This is a good beer, I'll tell you. So again, Nadler also questioned the dismissal of Ambassador Ivanovich. This is still a problem. This is still something that they're they're talking about, and I don't get it. I just don't get it. Obama dismissing uh, was it four or five appointments uh, for ambassador in his time in office, and no one said a word about it. Oh, he gave excuse. Okay, fine, but he didn't have to. He did not have to. I'll explain this again. I think I have before in past podcasts, but let me explain. The President of the United States is in charge of foreign policy. That is why we vote for, well, that's not the only reason, but that's one of the reasons we'll vote for these candidates. We're, we're, we're listening in on their ideas of foreign policy, right? So let's say somebody gets voted in. They, we like their foreign policy. We vote for them. They win. They get in office. They immediately start enacting their, you know, enacting a plan to get their foreign policy in place. One of the things that they need to be doing is ensuring that the ambassadors of whatever country that they are looking to affect or help or whatever, one of the things they need to do is look at these ambassadors and make sure that these ambassadors are what they want, are capable of representing that president in the way that that president wants. That's what he needs to do or she, whoever gets voted in, you know, as a president. That's what they're doing. They're looking to make sure that these individuals will represent them and their ideas. It's nothing to do with what's right or wrong. I mean, yes, it does technically. I mean, there's obviously constitutional boundaries, but at the same time, as long as you're following that, your your foreign policy follows that, and you are talking to an ambassador, and you go, you know what, I don't like their attitude, or I don't like this, or I don't like that. Guess what you do? You dismiss their appointment. That is the only thing that Trump did. And as per the State Department and the Constitution, he can dismiss or appoint ambassadors as he deems necessary, with no excuse needed. Period. I mean, that's it. So why is why are the Democrats still crying about Yovanovitch? There is no reason for them to cry about it. None. I mean, for real. But yet they're still complaining. It makes no sense. Uh, uh, Schumer. So let's go with Schumer. And now everybody probably saw the video. I don't know if you saw this video. There's a video that popped up uh, where Schumer is walking down the center aisle. He's going back to his seat. He gets to his seat. He looks at his seat, and then it looks like he says something and points. Like he's telling somebody that might have been it, like be in the seat to move. And yet there's no one in the seat. <laughs> there was a woman behind him that looked very confused across the aisle. There was a couple of people that kind of gave it a funny look. It's hard to see their, their facial expressions. So I'm kind of just assuming from the head movement, but oh, it was, it was weird. Now, of course you've got, and I will just say this: some of the, the, the right wing nut jobs that there are plenty of. <laughs> he, it's a demon. It's it's Satan himself. <sighs> I mean, okay. I mean, and I'm not going to sit there and say that their beliefs suck or anything like that. It's just that's just a little. That's just a little far to reach, you know. You've got nothing to go on with that. You just think that, that these are bad people, you know. I, I I I don't know. I think that's sort of silly. But at the same time, does that not show that? In his age, maybe Schumer's starting to slightly show his age. Not saying that that's the case, but I did see it. It's confusing. So, but there's a lot of things that Schumer was saying through all this that was kind of funny. Like uh, the fact that he wants to know what Bolton thought about what was said between Trump and Sondland. Now that's funny because he wants to bring him in to hear his thoughts. 
what part of someone just thinking something makes it evidence? I challenge anybody to tell me that. What it, You're thinking something, just a random thought. That thought now becomes evidence. How? How does that come into play? Sure, if that thought is proven correct, but I'm talking about the thought, not the action at, taken after. So why does it matter what Bolton thought? I don't give a shit what Bolton thinks. We can talk about it, sure. And then whatever he says, why don't we look into it? Why not? But his thoughts aren't really the goal here. Let's find out and work our way through it. But a lot of things that are happening is they, they talk about things. They thought about what people think. They, they talk about what the presumptions were. They, they've even said some of these things. And yet they still assume that a lot of it's evidence. Why? <laughs> That's not evidence. I'm not sure how else to say it, but it's not. <sighs> I don't know. And, okay. So and then uh, during one of the breaks, Schumer comes out. He's talking to reporters. Of course, a lot of this happens every single time they take a break. And one of the things that Schumer was pissed about, he was, he was almost physically... You know, you could almost see that he was angry. He was saying that Republicans don't answer uh, uh, the right questions or they, they, they avoid questions. <sighs> really? So you're telling me, you're telling me that in that same moment, because literally two seconds later, somebody asked him about uh, 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 comments that Jer- Jerry Nadler had said. And... Literally, he turns to him and says, well, I'm not, I'm not talking about that right now. And just avoids it. You're literally avoiding the exact same thing. Now, sure, it's the media. Why? You know, whatever. But how are you going to be in the public eye saying they avoid questions and then avoid a question? <sighs> be, if you guys want to be transparent like you're claiming you want, then why the hell aren't you? That's the most confusing part about all this. I mean, it's just constant with these people. And I don't get it. I just don't. So uh, another thing I noticed. Now, let me make sure that I get this right. It was Nadler who had said, uh, he was the one that actually had said, oh yeah. So he called Parnas and I guess anybody else, one of Giuliani's henchmen. He called them a henchman. Now the definition is a faithful, the definition of henchman is a faithful supporter ready to do crimes for someone. You're literally assuming that these people are criminals off of nothing you've just called you that's that's and that right there if that's anything at all because you're just calling them names negative the malicious names like henchmen how the hell isn't that a smear campaign you have no proof that they're criminals you have no proof i mean the only one currently is parents and he's been indicted for reasons other than this impeachment issue i mean it's it's sort of related but not in any way anything to do with like giuliani or, or trump for his own wrongdoings and that's on him not Giuliani or this henchman group that Natalie referred to so what are you talking about that is it's just kind of ridiculous that you can stand up and say these kind of things I don't get why they're allowing it I don't get why that's okay I don't get why the, the, the Democrats continue to do this I mean of course I have my assumptions but I think they're stupid and I think the biggest part the biggest damning thing that was said over the last few days. Now, let me I, give me a second. I got to take a drink because this one's kind of big. The biggest thing that I saw was that the Democrats, you know how they're constantly saying about they want the Senate to approve more witnesses and testimonies and documents and all this stuff. They, they want more. Well, I, we've talked about that before, too, where I think it's silly. They had the time in the House and now they want it. Cool. So let's say that they do. So one of the Republicans had brought up the idea that we want to bring in Hunter Biden, right? 
which is not the worst. It has something to do with charisma, which is something that Trump was also talking about when he was talking about corruption. <sighs> and the Democrats don't want that. They said, no, we don't want him in. So you're, 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 you're wanting your witnesses. You're upset that the Senate's not just giving that to you, but here you are trying to reject a Republican witness. And I don't know why. There's What would be the problem? Hunter Biden could come in and clear this up for you. But he didn't. He, 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 well, they're trying to not let him. They're trying to keep that from happening. So I'm a little mind blown. You want more witnesses, and yet a Republican brings up the idea of Hunter Biden, and you don't want that. <laughs> they gave the idea that Joe Biden should be the one that comes in instead of Hunter. Well, we'll just, we'll just have Joe come in. No, we want Hunter Biden. We don't want secondhand crud. We want firsthand. Absolutely. Because uh, the Democrats, their case basically is on secondhand knowledge. Yes, they have things that don't look great, but that's just because it just doesn't look great. And that's literally to them. I, I see some things that, yeah, sure, Trump or, or other people have said that hasn't, hasn't been awesome, but in no way, shape, or form says that there was some sort of corrupt wrongdoing happening. So I don't know. I, I, I just think that that's probably the most damning piece of evidence against their case is that they're okay with every other witness except for the ones the Republican wants. And of all of them, it's Hunter Biden. <laughs> uh, it, it kills me. So there's that. And then the other big nasty one, and I got to bring this one up too. Schiff. Schiff had said that basically that there was no mention of corruption in the, the July 25th phone call. Sure, the word corruption wasn't used. He wasn't bringing up certain things that were, you know, corrupt. Even though Burisma is well known to be a very corrupt company out of Ukraine. And he did mention Burisma, whatever. But he said he's never brought up cor uh, corruption as an issue, especially with the talking points, I guess, that Colonel Vindman had written and he ignored. They were like, well, see, he didn't care about foreign policy. He doesn't care about corruption because some of those talking points had that. Okay, so you're saying that he just never gave a shit about corruption, even though, even though Catherine Croft, in her, when she testified in the closed-door deposition, uh, one of the things that she had said, and this was, this was sort of the back and forth, uh, Croft said that the president, the president was skeptical of providing weapons to Ukraine. And then the question was why? And this is her answer quote, when this was discussed, including in front of the Ukrainian delegation in front of the president Poroshenko, he described his concerns being that Ukraine was corrupt, that it was capable of being a very rich country and that the United States shouldn't pay for it but instead we should be providing aid through loans, unquote. Pretty sure that right there is Trump talking about corruption in Ukraine. <laughs> and, and, and what makes it even funnier, because Schiff was the one that's saying that, nope, nope, never mention it. That was in a closed-door deposition in the impeachment inquiry that Schiff led. It was his closed-door deposition. He was the chairman in that. And he still tried to say, nope, never mentioned it. So it's just making it more obvious that they're just, they're trying to hide evidence while complaining that people are hiding evidence. Oh, Christ. That's evidence. That's absolute evidence. Because I even have what was said today. Okay. Or was, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Sorry. 
So he, he uh, this is what I said. I said, you might ask yourself, if the president was so concerned about corruption, why didn't he do that with Hold Aid in 2017? Why didn't he do that in 2018? Why was it only 2019 where there was a problem? Was there no corruption in Ukraine in 2017? Was there no corruption in Ukraine in 2018? No. Ukraine has always battled corruption. It wasn't the presence or lack of corruption from one year to another. It was the presence of Joe Biden as a potential candidate for president. That was the key change in 2019. That made all the difference. So there it is. That's the quote from Schiff when he claims that corruption's never mentioned. Now, that he's been many other times that his entire team has said that he didn't say anything about corruption in these calls. Fine. But why does he have to? Y'all don't think that he had to say anything about bribing or quid pro quo in order for it to be quid pro quo or bribed. So why is it that he has to say corruption when he's looking into corruption? What the, <laughs> it's such a double standard. It's ridiculous. So I, these are just some of the things that I've noticed over the last few days. Uh, 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 there's more, of course, I could probably continue. I've got tons of little notes here. You've been hearing me kind of turn pages. I've been trying to quiet about it. I know it's a little louder, but th there's, there's tons of stuff. Uh, let me skim here. Just maybe something I might have missed. Um, actually, no. I, I think I got most of it. Um, yeah. And, and that's what's funny to me is, is like I said, this is it's just constant. You know, in, in a few hours, I can get almost a whole page of notes noticing certain things that they're saying that's completely refutable. Completely. Uh, why? Why is this such a hypocritical process? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, that if I don't hear it from the Republicans, I'm not going to say it. Because I'll tell you, if I hear some blatant hypocrisy from from the right, you're absolutely correct. I'm going to I'm going to say something about it. But again, their case is what I'm noticing is the case for the right is is predicated in it, it, where, where they're making their case, and this is what I see is that first everything that's been said is completely untrue because the, the aid, I am so sorry, everyone. The aid is there. The aid was given, and by the way, I don't know if anybody knows this, and this is something new. I actually heard about this and then had to look it up, but the aid, the $391 million, was actually for the next fiscal year. So in all reality, why why is it such a big deal that they didn't get it right now when it's for the next fiscal year anyway? <laughs> I just don't understand that. Whatever. But... Um, that the aid was given, that there was no pressure, that even Zelensky said there was no pressure, including Sondland, who heard Trump say it and actually testified that Trump said he doesn't want quid pro quo. He wants nothing. He only wants Zelensky to make good on his campaign promises, which was battling corruption. <sighs> the truth is what they're looking at. And on top of that, this decently unfair process, this idea that and I, I literally heard Schumer say it where Trump needs to prove his innocence, where that is completely incorrect. You need to prove his guilt. That's how a trial works. You know, you don't just, you have to have some evidence. Of course, that's how you get someone arrested. But then when they're in court, they're not there to prove their innocence. You are there to prove their guilt. Because if you can't prove their guilt, they're not let free. Innocent until proven guilty. This is how this is. Um, I don't know. I just think that that's sort of silly. Now, another thing that I know, and this is just, this is sort of, uh, footnotes now it's sort of towards the end of the podcast i get online and I, I i talk to a lot of people there's debates here and there and i like debating i enjoy it the problem i have with debating most of the time online is everybody tries to make it personal or they just attack they don't have real 
they don't have decent information to back their claims up. They get almost upset with you when you, you know, ask for proof or, you know, citing sources, stuff like that. And I get that. However, it's not hard to find a lot of the information that I talk about. It really isn't. Um, um, so I told you guys before that I listen to C-SPAN. That's how I listen to all this. So I, I currently have C-SPAN 2, which is, it's, it's a, it's an app on my phone radio. Uh, I have a little Bluetooth earphone. I stick it in, walk around during the day, just listen. And every once in a while when I take breaks, they get callers that call in. And of course there is still this massive misunderstanding of how things work as far as the judicial system versus the legislative versus the executive and the con- these, these congressional subpoenas. And I've said it many times that it's not illegal. There's nothing illegal about the executive branch ignoring congressional subpoenas. There's nothing illegal. And what's funny is that even the Democrat managers that are, that are in the Senate right now are saying that Normal people can't just ignore subpoenas without going to jail. You're right. Because that's a judicial subpoena. Why is this something that they cannot keep straight? It's even case law. It's even case law that the Supreme Justice, the Supreme Courts don't really want to touch that stuff unless it's needed. Because that is a political question. So they usually just leave the congressional subpoenas alone. They know like if it's a congressional one, that is not a, that is not a judicial issue. That's a congressional issue. So that's where it needs to be solved, which of course that's what they're doing right now. That's where the impeachment comes from. I get that. But again, they're trying to say that doing that is illegal and it is not. They don't like it. It is part of the checks and balances within our constitution. And that's how it's all supposed to work. You know, you, you, if, if they're co-equal branches between the legislative and the executive, that means that not one or the other has power over one or the other, period. They don't have the power just to make them do things. Obviously, Trump can't walk into the House while they're in session and tell them to do this or that because they don't have to. Same thing with the Senate. So why is it that they think they can storm into his office and tell him he has to do this? He has to give them that. No, not really. If they wanted it done correctly, take it to the Supreme Court, which they did not do. I've talked about this earlier in the podcast. They didn't do that. Again, and more of the abuse of power, too. I I fail to see how Trump did anything worse than almost any other president who, quote-unquote, abused power. Again, this seems a little more like an opinion than it does a fact-based anything. You know, you, you can think that he abused his power just because you don't like what he did or it seems like he overreached a little overstep but most of everything he did actually everything he did can be covered under the executive privilege now what i find funny is they they keep claiming he didn't invoke executive privilege he didn't do it until he was told you know there was a whistleblower that talked to schiff (sighs) really so even even though the executive privilege is there as per the constitution you have to invoke it for it to work? Do I have to invoke my First Amendment right to speak every time I speak? Do I have to yell out that I have Second Amendment rights when I'm defending my home? That's sort of what they're trying to do right now. And I don't know. No, no, no. He does not have to invoke executive privilege if he has executive privilege. It's confusing. It's off-putting. But at the same time, um... I, I literally, I'm thinking about a point where I just want to hear what the Republicans have got to say about all this. I, I'm very curious. Um, so 
yeah, there's a lot of a lot of conjecture online, back and forth. And what's fun is a lot of people do listen. They they want the education. They want to understand the process. They want to understand the issues. They want to understand what's being said. And and I like that. Uh, well, what was it? Somebody was on. It was it was on a I was on a post and we were talking about how you know a lot of people were listening in and then people were like no they're not people are bored people don't like this people think it's stupid people just not not listening well first and foremost I have to say it if you have some opinion about what's going on and you're pissed off at either Trump or the, or the you know the Democrats or anything which is fine it's your opinion but all I'm gonna say is you know if if you're gonna try to argue with somebody about any of this stuff you better know what you're talking about because. People like me, now I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else, I'm not, but people like me who spend the time listening, who spend the time researching, who spend the time looking at every single piece that I can of quote-unquote evidence and, and, and going through the Constitution and, and deciphering what I, I can at best. Now again, I'm not a constitutional scholar, so it's not like I'm the best at this, but I've had a very good understanding of how the Constitution works over the last few years. And I, that's what I do. I use the Constitution to help guide me through some of these issues. If you're not willing to listen in what's happening, then you can't really sit and, and, and argue that people are, you know, stupid, like, or wrong, you know what I mean? Like, that, I get called stupid quite a bit, or I get called an idiot, or a Trump-tard, or, uh, you know, some of the more disparaging comments that I get, they're, they're, like, why? Every single time I talk to people, I do not call names. I don't belittle. If they say something, I give them the fact that may improve their their, their theory or, or piece of information wrong. I try to cite it. I, all these little things, I try to do that to make sure that I'm at least going the right way about it because I don't want to do that. I'd rather them talk to me and actually, you know, kind of debate it with me. Uh, I actually had a good abortion debate with someone, a good one, someone that was pro-choice. I am pro-life uh, unless it's absolutely needed. You know what I mean? That's sort of where I sit, where I don't like abortion, but if it's needed, needed, like as in, you know, someone's life is in danger, you know, I, I could understand even rape and incest, even though there's sort of a kind of a weird in, uh, in between on those like, gray areas. But for the most part, I'm very pro-life and I'm talking to people that are very pro-choice and we sort of went back and forth. We didn't agree, but we didn't get angry. We didn't call names. We threw out information. And at the end of it, both of us said, thanks. I appreciate the fact that you didn't freak out on me. And that's great because while I was having that debate, there were people in those exact same comment threads being real, real, real ugly. And it's both sides too. There's not one side or the other that doesn't do it. Both sides, uh, both the left, anybody that's leaning left and anyone that's leaning right. Hell, even independents and libertarians and anybody, any other Jedis, I don't care. They're all getting in and they're all getting nasty about some of the things that are being said. <sighs> the most of it is coming from the left. I'm sorry, that is what I will say. And I will say that because I do get on left-leaning sites, I try to start debates, and I just talk. And I'll do the same thing on Republican sites. Sometimes I will, uh, today there was a post that was uh, 300, what was it, 300,000? Oh no, I wish I had wrote that down. But there was a post and it was sort of an informational, it was like uh, 300,000 babies were killed this year. And you know, it was sort of, it was a pro, it was a pro-life post on a Trump page. And it was just a post. There was no, you know, cited source at all. So I asked, "Do you have a, do you have a, you know, cite for the source to, to to prove your claim?" And I had people that got nasty about it. They didn't like that. What? I just, I'm literally with you. I just want to see the numbers for myself. So I did some digging and 
sure as hell, they're, they're kind of right. I was like, okay, perfect. And then the guy that posted did answer. He just gave me the answer, said where he got his information from. I took a look and he was right. Oh, okay, thank you. That's all I wanted. Why is this happening? Now, I will say that I think a lot of it is the left has gotten too emotional because like I said, they, they like they like what feels good and the right uh, likes what does good. And I think that's the biggest difference between the two. So the left goes off of their feelings. They get angry. They get pissed. They, they call names. They're just meh. And then you flip to the other side, the Republicans, and they've been dealing with this for a long time now. So I think they've gotten very defensive. And I think that is a big problem too. Um, so that's a culture I'm trying. I, I will never change it in a, in a massive way, but I'm trying to change it a little bit at a time with certain people where I just talk normally and it's on both sides. I don't care who talk normal. People are too okay nowadays with disrespecting someone online because I know they wouldn't do that to their face. So why are they doing it that like that? Oh, well, I don't have to face them. Well, that doesn't make you tough. Sorry, but it doesn't. So I don't know all my thoughts. There it is. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. But um, again, if you, if you've been following my podcast for a while, I really, really appreciate it. Um, it's been kind of tough to get my word out. A lot of people probably don't care and that's okay. I'm not a, I'm not known at all. Uh, I have some friends that understand that I, you know, have spent a lot of time researching a lot of this stuff. So they'll listen, of course, and they support me and to the friends that hear this. Thank you very much for your support. Um, even every once in a while, I see friends sharing my, my podcast. I don't know if that's reaching out to anybody, but I hope so. <laughs> but if not, no worries. I just appreciate who does. So thank you for listening. Um, I will continue to do this work as much as I can. I've got some work this weekend I've got to do. As, as I've told you before on other podcasts, I work the weekends. And tomorrow I have a shift, so I've got to do it. But I have time here and there. Excuse me. I have time here and there to listen to... Uh, the Senate trial, and that is what I want to listen to tomorrow. The Republicans will be taking center stage and presenting their case, their, well, their defense. Um, yeah, Seculo's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hard on all this, and he—you can almost tell he's pissed off. What I love too is you can almost tell that he's a—he's a, he's a uh, radio host. He has his own show. He has for years, and you can—you can almost hear it in his voice when he talks, even, even just on. Uh, even just just interviews or, or, or when you know, reporters are asking questions, he he has that sound to him. So I'm going to like this. He's going to be very clear. And I think he's going to be pretty forward. Uh, is it going to be the best, you know, uh, information and, and, and evidence? I don't know. I, I hope it's he's not an idiot. I can tell. But at the same time, he is the one that looks almost more pissed off than anybody <laughs> listening to him. So angry. But uh, I will do my best to listen into all that, and I will give you as much as I can uh, my takes on it, what I see, what I hear, and of course, current events. Um, so yeah, uh, again, I really appreciate you listening, and I hope that you come back and listen to some more. This is Politics with Tony. <laughs>